Super Friends with Eric Esquivel. Welcome back to Super Friends with Eric Esquivel. I am that name I just said, and I'm joined today by an artist who I'm very fond of and a Superman fan like no other, Tim Melstead. Hello. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Today we're Thanks talking about me. one of the best issues ever. Oh, yeah. Maybe the best single issue Superman story ever. I think, agree. Do you think that that's a fair, maybe the best single issue? I agree, man. It's, it's super great. Um, do you want to say the name of our story? Yes, it is called What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, and the American Way, and it is by many, many, many people. So the writer is Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. Who uh, listeners might know from uh, the Man of Action Collective. Mm-hmm. So he he created Ben 10. He works in the Marvel Avengers shows. He wrote the movie that's based on this, the directed DVD movie, which is called uh, Superman versus the Elite. Which I believe was on Netflix for a time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and Blu-ray and all that. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then also it was penciled by uh, Doug Monkey and Lee Bermejo. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a million inkers. Do you have that list let me see let me see let me just get i think it's like four guys right? i think it's closer to six let me <laughs> but it, uh doug monkey's amazing mm-hmm. uh, we know him from like the mask and libra mayho is so good he did that joker graphic novel recently and uh suiciders for vertigo very realistic character so yeah yeah super good uh let's see here i think i have the names of the anchors here so uh tom nguyen uh, Dexter Vines, Jim Royal, and Jose Marzan uh, Jr. Oh, and Wade Von Graubadger and Wayne Foucher. Damn, you were right, man. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of hands uh, up in this, up in this. But it's it's a great comic. Yeah, uh, Wade Von Graubadger especially. I he's one of my favorite inkers of the past twenty years or so. I'd say they're all good. Dexter Vines we used to work with Ed McGinnis on the Superman uh, Batman series. Too. Okay, yeah, that series fantastic. So good. So yeah, this issue um it's really great. It's a one and done little twenty two page adventure where they show Superman uh versus a very stereotypical nineties uh. uh cast where it's, it's yeah, it inspired was, by the authority yeah it was it was written by a, a, as in a rejoinder uh, a shot across the bow if you will to mm-hmm. the kind of more uh, cynical uh late 90s early 2000s series the authority which was written by warren ellis mm-hmm. and it was uh like a lot of warren ellis's stuff very um i guess yeah cynical and um kind of took a dim view of a lot of things like power especially and he has a lot of things that i love like i love the authority I think that's probably my single favorite thing by him. And, Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, uh, and planetary. I love planetary. And it's a it's a deconstruction um, mm-hmm. authority of Justice League. So yeah. it's if there are these guys and women who have powers that are like level the like they're like living gods, mm. uh, they should use that to affect global change, not just fight bank robbers. Yeah. So the idea of the authority was that these guys overthrew all the status quo they mm. became all of they, like the emperor of our planet mm. and because they were just people uh they ran the world correctly even though technically they're tyrants yeah and technically they are uh like rebels and murderers but they are yeah, and, and a lot of great comics have explored that theme that was one of the um the great themes of uh avengers versus justice league in mm. 2003 yeah, that yeah. was yeah doing too much doing not enough and uh, Joe Kelly went on to this, and he and he wrote a, a miniseries called Justice League Elite, which is actually, 
I think, very good. I thought it was funny that, yeah, so they introduce these characters in this book that are very clear pastiches of the authority characters. Mm. Uh, they are called Manchester Black, mm. who is a Union Jack-wearing, cigarette-smoking, trench coat-sporting yeah. I think it's a Union like Jack badass. tattoo. I think oh, it's, yeah. I think it's supposed to be like a chess tattoo. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he's like a soccer hooligan. Yeah. So, yeah, he has a, yeah, so it's, it's uh, it, they're, they're very nebulous about his age. They At one point, they say, like, he lost a mother to Adolf, and it's like, wait, you're in your 50s then? If Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was, I was very unclear on that. He looks like Johnny Rotten. Definitely. And he speaks like him, too. Yeah, he's, he's very yeah. punk rock British guy. The motherless son of a camel chick. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and he's a, he's a telekinetic guy, so mm-hmm. he killed his mind. It's very, like, chronicle. Mm. Uh, and then there's Menagerie. Who is very clearly their uh, their Green Lantern mm. or their engineer analog, mm. and she has a bunch of symbiotes on her body that she can control and make go uh, do her bidding. Mm. And then Hat, the magician, and Hat is their version of the Doctor mm. or a Doctor Strange from the Authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Coldcast, who is this guy who has energy powers, mm. and he's very. Uh, they talk about race a lot with that character. He's yeah, a black it's, guy it's, who it's wears It's a multi-ethnic shackles. cast. The the I think that the hat is supposed to be Korean. Uh, or I think some, it's Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. And uh, my mistake. And uh, Menagerie is a, is a Latin woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Manchester Black is an English dude. And Coldcast has like these. His part of his costume is like he wears these slave shackles on his yeah, wrist. Yeah, it's pretty intense. And when he's fighting Superman, Manchester Black is like, just think about your uncle uh, or your great grandfathers yeah. when they were like getting lashed by white dudes and channel that hate and like. It's a it's very nineties where they're trying to yeah. be topical, but not really. Like just yeah. enough to be subversive, just enough to be like salacious, I mm. guess. Uh yeah, so it's a really interesting concept to have Superman fighting these guys, because that shouldn't work. Yeah, it uh Yeah, and at the end, without giving too much away, I don't think we're gonna go through the whole thing, but at the end you start to worry that Superman might be coming around to their way of thinking. Mm. And it's terrifying. Is there's 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 one panel specifically with um I think you know the one I'm talking about when he's, you know, reared up and it, uh, he's saying, "How does it feel to watch your dreams die?" It's uh, yeah. it's really it's it's a really ugly depiction of him, both uh, visually and in the sense of the story. It's 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 uh, not how I want to see Superman, man. Yeah, it's it's funny. This is technically, I guess, it's a western if you're looking for a genre for like a subgenre for this because mm. it's a uh, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. Exactly. It's Superman is the old sheriff who's run things his way, and then these new kids come in and try to upset the status quo with a. Uh, with murder and all kinds of violence, and uh, the people sort of respond to it, mm-hmm. and that's disheartening for Clark. Well, yeah, and he he also says um, uh, Lois, who, who at this point they they were married, and uh, they say like, why can't the Justice League deal with it, or why can't you call in all the other people to Justice League or mm-hmm. whoever? And he's just like, because they didn't come to them. Yeah, he says they came to me. They they were the ones that called me out. It's very clearly uh, him being a symbol more mm-hmm. than a guy who can fight stuff. Exactly. So it's just one issue. Do you want to, let's go through this together Please. and talk about it. So it starts with a regular day. It's 8.02 a.m. over the Atlantic Ocean. Clark's flying around doing a Superman thing, uh, responding to a distress call. And we turn the page to a spread of this giant Godzilla-sized like cyborg monkey mm-hmm. who's been obliterated uh, over a city in the most violent way possible. And it looks like the old character Titano from the Silver Age. Who they've brought back recently, I understand. Yeah, and yeah. I think purposefully, like that character represented sort of like fun, goofy, wacky adventures. Yeah, he's, he's a Krypton, uh, Kryptonite powered giant monkey, which it's, is just fun to he, say. Yeah, it's it's 
Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. But in this issue, uh, this character who is either that character or inspired by him, he's just been blown apart from the inside. Mm. He hasn't been like cleverly dispatched like in the Silver Age Superman stuff. Yeah, they he's just been ripped apart. He didn't use his heat vision to, you know, tip a water tower onto him thereby yeah. just you know, some atomic furnace. No, he he's just ripped apart. He's had his arm ripped off actually. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a pretty gruesome panel. And and the city's burning. It looks like a Zack mm. Snyder movie. Yeah, exactly. We're in a I believe we're in Libya in this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's pretty intense. And uh, and Clark sees this, and he got there too late, mm-hmm. and uh, it's insane. So then the next sequence, we see Clark uh, at the Daily Planet, as Clark Kent, uh, just kind of stewing as people talk about around the water cooler about mm. whether these this, these new heroes are good or bad. Like, well, they finally destroyed this monster, and Jimmy Olsen's against him because he's yeah. a great character. Jimmy Olsen's, Jimmy Olsen's great. There's a great sequence in this he says days like this i really really wish i knew more swear words <laughs> it's just jimmy olsen you're adorable yeah yeah and it's it's so cute that like uh the, the art style changes to when mm. they're in metropolis and when they're outside like it's such like a, a heavenly sort of like throwback thing in metropolis and mm. then when, when they're actually in the shit like it's it's dirty and grimy and mm. bloody and so and we hunter uh, the Jack Ryder character too do you yes. want to talk about him yeah. yeah sometimes known as the creeper who i believe was um it was a Steve Ditko character, wasn't yes, he? Yes, yes, yeah. sure was. It was uh, post Spider Man when he was working with DC in the late 60s or early 70s, but he is here not as the creeper. He is here just as Jack Ryder, sleazy TV journalist who is working for, um, oh, who is he working for? The Star, the Daily the, Star. The Daily Star, who they. The competitor. Yeah, the competitor who sometimes in alternate universes is headed up by an older version of Superman and sometimes not. Yeah. So, and, and then, so the Daily Planet's against these guys. They're Superman fans, obviously. Mm. But the Star is very much in the elite's corner. Well, yeah, that, not only that, I think that the, the, they're, they're going for the, the Star just being sleazy kind of tabloid journalism, sure. whereas it's, uh, the Daily Planet is more well sourced and 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 neutral on the issues, but definitely yeah. with a slant towards Superman. And the the Star is more nineties um, and modern, mm-hmm. though, and the Daily Planet is like old school typewriter. Yeah, sort exactly. Of, All the news that's fit to print. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a great Jack Ryder line where he says, "The world is sick and broken, Kent." People want someone to fix it, not hand out slogans and bandages. The age of Superman is over. Viva the elite. <laughs> and that makes me get goosebumps. Like, I really don't want that to be true. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I remember being a kid and reading this and being freaked out because it looked like all the 90s comic shelves were Spawn and The Authority and mm. Stormwatch and these, like, really kind of depressing, nihilistic superheroes. Yeah, definitely. I think nihilistic is the word. And that 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 line you just said is overlaid on a shot of Clark uh, with his glasses, with his eyes open wide, looking very very alarmed because mm-hmm. he's like my age isn't over what's up yeah yeah it's a uh, it's intense and then so the next scene is the white house i love oh i i, I, I loved it when lex luthor was president <laughs> oh my god it's so good and i was th- i was thinking of that all this past november i was like wait a minute this is this has been this has been foretold i think i'd pre- prefer him now yeah, yeah but i'd prefer lex luthor back in the day a fun fact with dc comics is that george w bush was never the president in mm-hmm. dc comics it was lex luthor yeah <laughs> Um, and also Lex Luthor, during this thing called uh, Our Worlds at War, he uh, engineered uh, something terrible to happen on U.S. soil in order to justify a war on mm. superhumans and aliens, which is very, like, Bush did 9-11-y. Yeah, this is, this is probably, it's worth saying, this is January 2001 that this comic was released, so it is pre-9-11. Yeah, yeah, so it, there's all that creepy, like, we, mm. 
yeah, it, it's safe to uh, not trust the president, and it's safe mm. to believe in conspiracy theories, and like before it actually really maybe happened. You know, I've never even thought of that, but uh, yeah, Lex Luthor was elected president before George W. Bush was. Yeah, in, in continuity, he replaced him, and then yeah, yeah, it's Ooh. yeah, it's pretty pretty funny. So yeah, we have Lex in the White House here, and he's talking about how uh, he doesn't like the elite and he doesn't like Superman, but mm. he wants to let them fight so that there's whoever's left standing, he'll take them out mm. when they're weak. Miss Waller, these PM scale re- readings rival Superman's, don't they? Nice little editor's note: the Palmer metahuman scale. We know oh, the atom. Yes. Yeah, I love that they clearly have this page where they say that those guys are stronger than Superman mm. because everyone who doesn't like the character always says Superman's the strongest guy there is. Nobody can beat him. He's boring. He's hard to write. And it drives me insane because when you're writing a comic, you're looking at a blank page. You well, can just write and say someone's stronger than Superman. Like yeah. he's not a real person. You can just say he's weaker than a guy. And and I think that was one of the things that they really did take into account with the Crisis on Infinite Earths. The the post Crisis Superman is a lot less stronger and and than than pre Crisis Superman. Yeah. I think, yeah. And I love the idea that he's stronger than all human beings. But when it comes to the other world of like magic and monsters and aliens mm. and superheroes, he's kind of evenly matched. He's, yeah. He's like an average alien. In, in this era, mm. um, he has an average strength for an average alien. Yeah, which just happens to be like a million times more than a human being. Yeah, and I think that's that's the that's the larger conflict between Lex and and Superman is that he just keeps winning because he's a better person, yeah. and Lex is probably arguably smarter than Superman in a lot of ways, but he's just a terrible person, so he ends yeah. up losing. And he's uh, because he's so arrogant, he can't conceive of a scenario where he loses. So Superman is much more imaginative, mm. and we see that play out later in this issue, too. Like yes. Clark has a great imagination, and he can adapt, and he's very humble and, mm. and mercurial, and that's a, a valuable thing in a hero. He's not like he's not stuck in his ways. He, like, he believes in adapting and changing, and that's the hallmark of a true hero. And also, I think it's worth saying, in this uh, sequence in the White House... Uh, Amanda Waller is is there. She's briefing him on this from um, who we know from the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. She uh, is another one of my favorite characters. The original. She's great. Yeah, and it's it's her when she was more more Zoftig before they yeah. skinny man eat her down. Which is a bummer because there's hardly yeah. anybody of that silhouette in yeah. comics. So it was yeah. cool to have old Amanda. She's awesome. So, yeah. Speaking of interesting silhouettes, we have the. Uh, the 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 space folded fortress of solitude in the next thing yeah yeah so i love the 90s version of the fortress and mm-hmm. they have steel there mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters ever and he gives a very human perspective to all this where he's talking about he's just talking to clark about like a the authority uh and how or not the authority but the elite mm. and how um they're i don't know how they're arrogant and mm. they have self-serving rhetoric and like he's he's a, a human being who doesn't fall for this stuff and mm. i think clark needed to see that it's good to have a, a best friend who is mm. more grounded and also brilliant brilliant uh technical person mm-hmm. i love i just love those in comics mm-hmm. and yeah he's they're delivering kind of a manifesto about how that they're just not gonna let the, they know best and they're not gonna let the world destroy itself anymore but mm-hmm. like you said Where's the the line between that and being a tyrant? Yeah, I guess the the, uh, the elite have hacked every screen in the world mm. to deliver his manifesto, and it's, it's uh, steel remarks. He starts to get kind of philosophical, and he says, uh, "Good in quotes is too small for them. They're a force of nature." Mm. And Clark quickly says, uh, "So is the, the bubonic plague, and that doesn't make it a good guy. Mm. Like just something as a force of nature doesn't mean that it's powerful, like that it's correct." Mm. And, and and Clark, these guys have clearly gotten under his skin. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they, <laughs> he says that something made it past that bulletproof skin. 
Yeah, and Clark is typing on a computer, and he mm. types too hard, and his fist goes through the keyboard. Like he, his, his fingers are smoking. Like he's taking his aggression on, on these inanimate objects. And he and he washes his face with some sort of golden lava <laughs> inside that. Yeah, that's that's a very cool. I I like that. That's a little cool character beat. Just mm-hmm. like obviously how much these guys, and he's just like, ah, oh, I need to wash my face. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and it's almost like uh, monastic, or like, like he's like self-flagellating. Mm. Like he, it's a it's a lava pit, mm. and he's washing his face. So he's like trying to like clear yeah. his head with and a it's little just bit a, of pain. It's, it's just a little human moment, but something mm-hmm. no human could ever do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess great. it's a hot shower equivalent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because he feels dirty. This world is making him feel dirty. Mm. It's, a, it's a beautiful image. So we go from that to what's going on here, Tim? Tokyo. Hell yeah. And the they. Superman is rushing to the scene and they're saying, will the elite make a showing? And during all this, and one of the things that I think that uh, Kelly used very well here is he used the uh, kind of talking heads and pundits of of radio and TV kind of to simulate the chatter that's going on all around the world. People who are for Superman and his kind of more traditional sense of justice and fighting crime and people who are more for the elite. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of RoboCop. Yeah, like they in, exactly in story media. Yeah, exact. Buy that for a dollar. <laughs> it's great. So Dead. he's fighting these Japanese, uh, almost like stereotypical characters. There's like a, a samurai and a mm-hmm. Godzilla dude and some onis and stuff. It has to be said, there are some really cool character designs in this. I, I really love the uh, the frog dude, and <laughs> well, I love them all. And like the the yeah, big ice samurai. Yeah, Yeah. So and they're great character designs, and it's exciting to see new characters, and then they're immediately obliterated. Oh, and 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 Superman himself gets thrown for a loop, like without even thinking. They just kind of, yeah, they just take him down. He's he's watching all this prone and helpless yeah. while the elite is tearing these guys apart. And it's an accident. Like they even Superman gets hit by some guys uh, by cold cast, cold cast wave, um, as like almost a like a drive-by bullet. Mm. Like, they didn't even tend to hurt him. They're just, mm. they're so powerful that Superman got caught up in their shockwave and he's knocked almost unconscious. Mm. And he has to watch as these characters are dying. Like, he is not used to this level of helplessness, mm. both, like, emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. And that, it's, a, it's a really, really intense scene for him to have to watch that. Yeah. And he's just saying, no, no, no. Yeah, because Clark is a man of action. He's, exactly. he's compelled he's to act. To and, yeah, it's horrible. But that's this is our big like uh, '90s splash page mm-hmm. spread of, of seeing what these guys can do for the first time, and it's it's horrific. Yeah, and we get the uh, the reveal, the four character reveal, the next page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we see their their fortress of solitude, their version of that, which mm-hmm. is it's a take on the authorities shift ship, where it's mm-hmm. a, a giant living. Uh, organism mm. and who, that can teleport throughout space and time, and it's it's living. But then they say something that they uh, ejected its its brain. Yeah, that they they were piloting this thing, and they found out that it could feel, mm. and that's when Clark would have freed it. But yeah. they're like, so we jettisoned its heart and brain. And yeah, exactly. Twenty clicks back, and yeah. like you can see Clark's face start to like get contorted. Yeah, this Clark, is a living organism. Clark is not having it at this point. He yeah, is, he's 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 not happy, and he's letting that be known. And it's funny because like he's not a subtle guy with mm. his body language, but these guys they're playing with them. Like mm. they know that he won't hit them first, mm. even though they're being horrible. So they're sort of like they're blowing smoke in his face. Mm. They're clearly saying immoral things. Like the hat is getting drunk and throwing up in the ship, mm. and uh, Superman is just disgusted. He, to him, this this idea of superheroism and, and and being his brother's keeper is a holy mission. Yeah, and these guys are drunk and making flip like glib jokes about it, and it's. 
he's never seen that before everyone he knows is like really disciplined and and, and pious like mm. wonder woman and batman and green lantern these very like yeah. these military or like holy warrior people yeah these are just like some kids who happen into powers basically yeah it's it's it's, it's interesting i know and you know obviously there's a suspension of disbelief but I, I wonder what these people were meant to be doing you think that they were like metahumans activated or i don't know i'd love to see an origin story on some of these guys there's a movie that, that joe kelly the same author wrote he mm-hmm. writes a lot of cartoons and it's called superman versus the elite and they discuss in there that they're sort of uh all government creations okay that went freelance mm-hmm. and so the reason that they don't believe in truth justice in the american way is because yeah, they were they created by the, government, the american way and that they were all made in the image of superman oh okay so I like that that's a, that's cool that, that gives them a reason to not like him i i there have been some really good uh, DC animated adaptations of good. Like, have you seen um, uh, All Star Superman? The, the movie of that. It's so good. It's beautiful. It's worth checking out, it's listeners. The last uh, cartoon that Dwayne McDuffie oh, wrote, and and he died. He died the day before it came out. Oh my goodness, I did not know that. And it's a story about it's Superman's last story. Yeah. So yeah, that was really intense. Anyone around our age, whether you know it or not, you've been highly influenced by Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah, yeah, one of the founders of Milestone Comics. Exactly. Uh, Static Shock was his creation, I believe. Yeah, yeah, super good. Uh, an excellent Justice League and Superman writer. Super good. Yeah. Eric. <laughs> it's just part of me now. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, and then we see in this, um, Clark starts to argue with Manchester Black for the first time, mm. and they teleport him out into a used cars lot where they're having a super sale and yeah. he's being used as just a Mickey Mouse type character to yeah. sell cars. And it's it's Fat Al's used cars and trucks and Fat Al himself is wearing a Superman t-shirt and it looks like he has a Superman tattoo. And probably a Duff beer hat. Yeah. And that... this oh, it says DC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this panel actually like hit me really hard, especially as a kid, because I remember having people in school who had Superman shirts who were sort mm. of like crappy bullies. And the idea that the Superman symbol didn't mean anything, like to me, it's it's more important than a crucifix. Like mm. Superman is is my true north. Mm. It's it's where all my morality comes from. I really believe in this idea, and uh, and and this panel shows that it's just this thing to sell cereal sometimes. Yeah, and, and that's what I really love about this issue is that it's it 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 it, it takes it and acknowledges it's like yes, it's a very pure, simple, black and white frame of morality with no shades of gray, and it's. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't apply it in all situations, but it's a good base. Like, yeah. it's, yes, you have to deal with the uh, ins and outs of actual situations, but, you know, truth, justice, American way, not the worst person the thing to start on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a part where we're going to, the next sequence is with Pa Kent. Oh, he, I love Pa Kent. I love, I love the Kents. He's great. In in the film uh, version of this, he says, like, truth, justice, in the American way, it ain't broke, so don't fix it. Mm. And I really like that. I really, really like that. Yeah, so Pa Kent, did you prefer when he was alive? Um, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Silver Age guy, and I love um, I love the Superboy stories, and in the, in the Silver Age when he was older, mm-hmm. they had already died. But yeah, I mean, I like it either way. But I, I I love it more in this story. I think that it works a lot better in this. Yeah, that he's actually going home and talking to him. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it, that's also a kind of a, a a great story beat where he is the most powerful dude in the world, but he still goes home and talks to his dad when he has a problem. Yeah, that's very very cool. Very cool. And that's a part of the '90s mm. uh, comics too. Like whenever anything happened, he would go back home and touch base in Smallville. Yeah, and he still really like that a lot. And his dad's whittling. Yeah, of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? And, and that he's talking to his dad about like the authority and about all or about the uh, the elite and all this. <laughs> I keep calling me authority, but yeah, um, I love that Pa Kent can uh, give him 
sort of a perspective. Pa's been through some yeah. shit himself. So. Down, down home, folksy, you know, good Kansas values. Mm-hmm. And basically what he says to Clark is that, like, people uh, people want an easy answer to life, and there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. So eventually, when they see that this isn't the way, and that everything isn't fixed by this, they'll come back, and that they'll, Clark will be around to lead them still. And, that, and he's like, and even if they don't, you can still kick their butts, right? And, yeah. Cl- and there's a beat, and Clark's like, well, I don't really know this yeah. time. Like, this is the most dangerous battle I've ever had. Yeah, and... Uh... Get the thing, get the sense that Clark's thinking. Uh, well, you know, maybe that's true, but how many people are going to die in the meantime? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the whole sequence is sort of Clark infantilized, right? He's a little boy at mm. home with his dad, asking for answers, and he doesn't really get any. So then he's flying home to Metropolis after that, and we see him see an actual infant Superman. Mm. There's these kids playing in a playground, and they're playing superheroes, and uh, the kid who's playing Superman is really frustrated because he has the most boring. Uh, identity out of mm. the, the other kids are playing the elite and he's playing cl- Superman and he's like it's no fair you guys can kill me but I can't kill you how can I win and, mm. and they're like that's the rules and that and, and and he's like well I'm gonna just kill me then so I can be a new guy mm. and then Clark's watching it and he's like oh yeah he's he's flying by a bunch of people who are discussing it and uh they actually do a callback to when Joker was the uh, the ambassador from Iran, which was, I believe, um, was uh, Death in the Family. I love comic books. So yeah, much. yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no, he had diplomatic immunity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Superman, in that case, Superman couldn't prosecute yeah. Joker because there was some legal loophole. And yeah. So I mean, the and villains saying, always return. Yeah, and he's, they're saying, wouldn't you feel better if someone had just killed uh, the Joker? Oh well, yes, I had, I would. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a great sequence. It's really, really good to have that man in the street perspective. Mm-hmm. And we know that in reality they wouldn't, right? Because having like a super strong alien coming around, like murdering whoever he wants to, would be like a horrible nightmare to live in. But they don't know that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it makes you wonder. I don't know what people's reaction would be to to Superman or to something like this. It's so so outside the scope of anything we actually deal with. Yeah. Well, how about you and I go think about it for a minute while these sponsors tell us about their fine products? Mm, let's do that. Hmm. All right, and we're back. We're back. So we're at the tail end of this issue now. We're in the, the third act, basically. And, uh, and what's going on here, Tim? We uh, open on a half page of Superman being illuminated, looking very strained. He is uh, scooping some looks like rubble or stone out with uh, with a tool that looks like it's part of a ship and there are some kind of men in black uh, yeah uh, dark suited government guys yeah firing futuristic weapons at him while some aliens are uh, green aliens with suction cup fingers are shooting um, uh, eye beams at him it's very very silver age yeah and they're saying real will smith dialogue he's like please look into the red light and die <laughs> so this is the only part of the issue i felt uh, is dated because it's literally about like a, a shitty '90s movie. It's the Men in Black. I'm, did you just call Men in Black? Like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna have words after this. But yeah, it's it's everything else is like on theme and kind of grandiose. And this mm. now like it's such we're doing such heavy ideas. That was sort of a, an icebreaker, I think. Mm. Basically, it's the Men in Black characters, but they're uh, corrupt ICE agents, mm-hmm. right? They're these guys who are uh, 
they're extorting stuff from these aliens. They're they're immigration officers for aliens, but they're they're extorting them. Mm. And like the authority comes in, and these guys are dirty cops, so they just kill them. Or the elite comes in and just kills them. And it's it's worth pointing out that before the authority even shows up, Superman has a way to resolve it peacefully. Yeah. So these aliens are allergic. They're allergic to water. Mm-hmm. So uh, he did research with that. So he he blows this wave at them, and then he frees it with his breath. And he's like, "All right, you guys, I could have taken you out, but I had mercy. So you're gonna come with me." And they're like, "All right." And super, yeah. again, Superman being an imaginative guy and being able to adapt and uh, and also learning from his friend Batman that you know the victory is as much in the preparation yes, as anything exactly yeah exactly. he did his he did his homework the, the, Superman's still super smart mm-hmm. in, in these issues and I really like when they don't take that away from him it's it's one of the most important parts of his character his yeah. dad was a scientist yeah and his dad was a scientist and he just also has a sense of 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 horse uh, just a good sense of horse sense and practical sense mm-hmm. and um. Also, just a, a great sense of human nature, mm-hmm. which you know, perhaps ironic because he's not human. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, really a, a really cool sequence where he can defeat these people and get them to surrender without hurting them. And it's a real superhero stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then so the uh, and then the elites watching are sort of just like snickering because mm-hmm. they could have taken out much much faster, much more permanently, but that's not what it's about. So then they have, there's a standoff again between Manchester and and, and Clark and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Americans like to hear yourself yap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, these are bad men. What happens if they come back? And then Clark says, then I'll stop them again and again and again if I have to until they get the message. And I'll do it without melting anyone into slag for kicks. So he's sort of like mm. stating his, his core ethos there. Yeah. He'll always be there to protect us. And it's, it's not him like being inconvenienced to have to fight these guys again. Mm. He's, he's willing to do that. Yeah, and he believes in being an example. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's definitely something he believes in that they don't. Mm-hmm. So at this point, he directs the hat to kill these people that he has already. And Superman takes a swing at him. And I love that because Superman, Superman isn't a pacifist. Yeah. He's willing to fight for peace. And it, just... it's it's very obviously uh, a, a clinch fist, mm-hmm. which I mean, it would be it would have to be a light tap for Superman because... We've established that the the hat guy his his powers do not lie in super strength and super toughness. It's it, even then I think he's being merciful. Although, yeah. although it would have been cool if it was like an open handed slap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it pays off later though because this is showing us that he's invulnerable, and so Clark knows that he has to deal with him in a different way later on in the series. Mm. So we'll, we'll see that. But yeah, Clark he's moved to violence for the first time. He yeah. he he hits a guy in order to save someone from being killed. So he mm. believes in violence if it's less if it's gonna like yeah turn lesser the, of two the, evils. Yeah, turn the volume down a little bit. But now it's on. Yeah, and the elite tell him, all right, well you have a he day. On. We're gonna kill you. Yeah. So go write your will and kiss your mom goodbye and tomorrow at dawn you're dead yeah we're gonna have a dance off mm-hmm. and so the next scene is probably my favorite in the issue mm-hmm. uh, Clark knows that they're gonna have the dance off like yeah, Tim just said exactly. and it's him and Lois in bed and uh, and why don't you talk about that a little bit Tim well it's them talking uh, about what's what's gonna go on and, and uh, it says when well dawn I guess they'll like the drama of that and she's saying uh why can't the J the Justice League deal with it? Why can't the New Gods deal with it? Mm-hmm. And and Superman says they didn't come to the JLA or the New Gods. They they came out to me. And and Lois cancel uh, counters with no. You you went to them. Mm-hmm. And that's the very Western idea I was talking yeah. about earlier, where he's like he could get the Justice League, mm-hmm. but it's not about that. Yeah, exactly. It's, this is like real man stuff. Like well, that's not big I... enough for. You gone. Yeah, that and I think it's also just he's very aware of the fact that he's. 
more than just himself. He's a symbol. Mm-hmm. He, the world sees him as the symbol for superheroism. Yeah. And so anything he does is, you know, much more important than and much more symbolic than anything Green Lantern does or mm-hmm. Wanna Beast or Totally, Bears. totally. Yeah, it's something for sure but Wanna Beast. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah. So this is absolutely more of a fight on uh um intellectual level than a physical mm-hmm. level. Clark is outclassed physically and he mm-hmm. knows that, but but it would mean something different if you brought in his his pals, like yeah, you're saying. Definitely. And uh yeah, I really love this 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 scene. Um they're lying together, and, and Lois is afraid for her husband's life, and mm-hmm. it's really intense. But Clark says, uh, people have to know there's another way, Lois. They have to hear a voice of compassion and faith instead of spite and anger. Mm-hmm. They have to see that someone believes in humanity strong enough to, and she says, to, to die for them. Yep. And he just hugs her. Yeah. And this is a, a very messianic Christ moment where yeah. like, he's he's going to go off to die. It doesn't even matter if he wins the fight. It matters that he shows people that he believes in them so much that he's willing to die for them. Yep. And that's that's so moving. That's why this character is much better than any other character in, in the fiction. And it's uh, it's it's one of the more subtle, like you said, messianic Christ moments, more so than when he does the the crucifixion pose in <laughs> Superman Returns. Yeah, where it's, yeah, that's yeah. yeah on the nose. Yeah, that one's pretty fun though. This is like uh, relatable, and it's it's not just yeah, evoking mm-hmm. one religion. It's, it's like like I said earlier, it's real man stuff. It's mm-hmm. a, a guy willing to die for what he believes in. It's very very powerful. N- the next sequence we have definitely one of my favorite uh, pieces of, of of art from this. The the top page when the uh, the the elite ship shows up. Oh yeah, I, that yeah with the gorgeous city perspective, and it's showing him from the top. I think that that's just beautiful and i love the colors as well sure sure and, and this when you see superman it's uh look up in the sky it's superman. Mm-hmm. It, it's but like it's, a friend coming to visit it's, it's beautiful superman looking up in the sky yes exactly exactly it's superman looking up in the sky it's the good guy looking up in the sky at the bad guys and it feels like the apocalypse it's, exactly when these guys show up it's in a ship that casts a shadow over metropolis mm-hmm. and as opposed to like illuminating it with hope they're mm-hmm. literally blanketing it in darkness and it, it's just a great beautiful visual metaphor uh yeah so Manchester Black arrives and says, "Time to wake up, little man. The dream mm. is over." Yeah, and uh, and Clark convinces them. It's a busy, it's a busy city street, and he says, "Not here, please." Mm. And again, like this is not the Zack, it's not a Zack Snyder Superman. Like this is the real Superman. He's mm. like, "Let's let's do this somewhere else." So they go to the moon mm-hmm. to fight. They go to um, the moon Io of Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. They've oxygenated it. Yeah, yeah. There's a Stanley Kubrick reference where there's the monolith mm-hmm. there, but yeah, and they're gonna th- and they brought uh, the the elite, true to their narcissism, bring cameras, mm. and they want to broadcast this fight to the world to show them that Superman is meaningless and that they're gonna beat him and kill him on live TV. I love how easy it is in the DC universe to hijack every part of the Earth's communication. <laughs> it's, it's it seems to be done pretty frequently. Well, they're owned by Time Warner, yeah. So they could, they probably know how to do that. That's true. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we see the fight, and it goes exactly the way you think it would. Superman's getting his butt kicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's you know it's four on one. Uh, they're all taking him out, and he's not as powerful as they are. We established earlier that he's like three p.m. scales weaker yeah. than these guys, so he's getting uh, torn apart on television. It's very uh, mathematical, Dragon Ball. He's at three thousand; they're at nine. <laughs> exactly, and it's and there's a an homage to the uh, death of Superman mm. storyline where it looks like they've blown him up, but even though they've blown him up, his cape still remains. The cape always survives. Good that that beautiful trope, and they make mm. a joke about it, and and they're like. Uh, 
how come when when, it, when you beat one of these uh, Titan Thong guys, there's always a little bit of them left? Like, does anybody want to use this? Uh, they talk about keeping the cape as a trophy mm-hmm. and defiling it, and uh, and that's when you hear a, a ghostly voice in the air. And who is that ghostly voice, Tim? Well, it's it's Superman. But 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 before we get to that, I think it's worth pointing out that they really do when they're beating him up, they give each of these characters uh, a chance to shine. He, he really he gets telepathically thrown. Mm-hmm. Blown through like a mountain by yeah. Manchester Black, uh, a, a swarm of evil beasts and descend on him from Menagerie, and she slashes his face. So she's powerful enough to cut Superman, yeah, yeah. which happens, but doesn't happen a lot. And the the hat just drops what looks like like a giant, maybe like Incan, uh, <laughs> like, like a pyramid, on him. pyramid on him, <laughs> a ziggurat, you know, yeah. yeah, just like you drop a mountain on him, mm-hmm. and uh, then. While smoking, Manchester Black starts causing an embolism in Superman's brain, and finally, Cold Cast just fries him. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. fries him, and that's supposedly what's killed him. And again, we're talking about messianic stuff. This looks mm. like Christ on the cross. It's, it's Superman bleeding and like getting whipped, and like it's it's our Savior getting his butt kicked, and it's uncomfortable. And this is the part where it starts, where it got the most uncomfortable for me when you see uh, when you hear a voice and it says, "I finally get it now. Thank you." I've made the mistake of treating you like people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Chilling. And it's disembodied. Mm -hmm. They can't figure out where it's from. And then Superman just starts moving at super speed, uh, just taking them apart. And this is something that he could have done the entire time. But he gave them the benefit of the doubt, was trying to speak to them and have Mm -hmm. them be peaceful. And you see him just like he introduces a a Kryptonian virus to Menagerie Mm -hmm. that makes her symbiote start eating her. Yeah, reject itself. (laughs) Yeah. Which and, is horrific looking. It looks like a horror comic. Yeah. This is nothing I've, as a kid, this is nothing I saw in a Superman comic before. It was like sickening. Yeah. And then he 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 creates so much speed. They're, they don't really say how he does it, but they he creates a super wind mm-hmm. that uh, the hat, his lungs collapse from the vacuum. Yeah, because we saw it. that he was yeah. super invulnerable, but then Clark just sucks the air out of his lungs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is pretty horrible. And so then... Uh, Manchester, and then they he just he just he, takes... he just takes Coldcast and just puts him in space, and he says uh, he took a trip into space at Mach seven. If you had super hearing, you'd hear a pop in ten seconds. Yeah, it, it's yeah. disgusting. It's and horrible, it's, and it's so uh, he's so casual and matter of fact about the whole thing, which is how they've been speaking the entire issue, mm-hmm. and that's what's really chilling about it. It's just like Superman doesn't do this, and even. And, and and Manchester Black is realizing he's not as disillusioned as he thought he was. <laughs> he's he's terrified that Superman would be doing this. Yeah, yeah. And we see Clark for the first time mm-hmm. since since he, this uh, apparent death, and he one of his eyes is covered in blood. Yeah. And it's, it, the, the symbol has been torn, which is a great metaphor. Like yeah. it's torn off his chest, and he's bleeding and broken. And he's just making this ugly snarling face. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and we're looking up at him. Yeah, from it's, a position it's, of it's, being it's, prone. It's very much the way that you would usually draw a villain. Yeah, he's he, it's 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 a moment that we're saying like yeah he's lit from below. There's a, a huge core shadow on his face. He's snarling when his face is all messed up. He's cut. Um, and he has this killer line. He says, "How does it feel to have your flaws exploited to be deconstructed?" Which is a meta comment yeah. about the, the whole '90s thing of mm. deconstructing superheroes. Is how does it feel to watch dreams die? And then Superman, <laughs> being awesome, he performs brain surgery mm-hmm. on Manchester Black <laughs> through his eyeballs using heat vision as a focused scalpel. 
Yeah. And it just cuts a part of his brain out. Yeah. And earlier in the issue, Black was talking about how, like, the elite are, are surgeons who cut out the cancer of the world. Mm. So then Clark is like, well, I'm I'm a real yeah. surgeon. And, and he he takes his powers away. Yeah. Because this guy doesn't deserve having them. Yeah. And that's a very sacred thing to Clark. He doesn't kill him, but he takes his powers away. And then he, uh, I, I, I think at this point, Superman is having some fun. <laughs> he just, he backhands him effortlessly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Black starts crying. Yeah. And, and we get the sense that, like, he, all of his value came from his powers, not from his morality and yeah. not from his sense of self or community. And he, he, he's just a tyrant and a bully. Yeah, he, he, he felt that way because he had the power. But also, like like I said, he's saying, you're Superman. You, you, you don't do this. Even he wasn't so disillusioned mm-hmm. as to think that Superman would ever do this. He was holding Superman up to a higher standard than he held himself. His heart's broken. Yeah, even exactly. He, like, he, he wanted to believe in this guy. Mm-hmm. When you were reading this for the first time, uh, what did you feel about this sequence? I was really surprised that they went there. I thought that it was definitely going to be, like you said, a lot more of the the kind of uh, more cynical, morally relative stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought like, oh, okay, that's, you know, DC's got to make their money too. They got to go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, uh, was going to be just like, oh, Superman offs people now. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely the way this is reading up till this point. Yeah, and then what happens now? Oh, my goodness. Um. So Manchester Black is crying. He's screaming to the TV cameras. He's saying, you, they saw, everyone on Earth saw what you did. You're not better than us. Yeah, you know, there's nothing special about you. You're not better than us. And he says, yeah, they did see, and I bet it frightened them. He says that it frightened me. Uh, You know, I thought it would be tough, but it's easy. Anger is easy. Hate is easy. And I'm reading verbatim now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vengeance and spite are easy. But lucky for you and for me and for readers, of course, <laughs> I don't like my heroes ugly and mean. Just don't believe in it. I remember like audibly sighing when I read that. Yeah, like, oh, okay, exactly. something else is yeah. happening here. And, and in the next two panels, we uh, yeah, he realized that he didn't kill these people. He didn't kill anyone. He said, fine, they're disabled, unconscious, but alive, waiting for his friends. And that's that's probably where he brings the JLA in. They're yeah. just like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they have access to spaceships and stuff. They're just going to put them in mm-hmm. super jail. And Phantom Zone. yeah, they already have a lock on your ship. Superman doesn't forget a trick. He 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 he. They're a self-conscious ship. He he um he he's freed that as well. So so she's actually was helping him this whole time to like teleport guys away and stuff. Mm. Like he's he's uh, engaged that vic- their first victim, which was their their spaceship. Yeah, and he's revealed that he didn't actually cut a part of his brain out. He just uh, popped him with the equivalent of a focused concussion. Mm-hmm. It's 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 great. And then we get the the end of the issue, and it and it and it's so great. Let's let's just let's just read this whole whole thing from this, the, the this last page. Yeah, yeah. You, let's, uh, you should go for it, man. Okay. So Manchester Black says, "You stupid son of a motherless camel tick! You should have stiffened your lip and done us all. So long as a heart beats in my chest, I'll come after you, you poncy twit. If you think this is over, you're living in a bloody dream world." And Superman says, you know what, Black? I wouldn't have it any other way. Dreams save us. Dreams lift us up and transform us. And on my soul, I swear, until my dream of a world where dignity, honor, and justice becomes the reality we all share, I'll never stop fighting. Ever. Ever. It flies away. That's the end oh of the my issue. God. And we get the title so of great. the issue that says, What's so funny about truth, justice, and the American way? Yeah. And the title credits. Yeah. Holy God, was this a, a, a That's a fantastic issue piece of my childhood too yeah yeah it's it's yeah it it it's it's great and i think um uh i wouldn't say that we're in 
the same kind of moment in comics that we were in at, at, the, at the end of the late 90s, early 2000s, but we see echoes of this today. I mean, it, it, uh, Wonder Woman, the movie, was so... They realized that they just couldn't do a cynical Wonder Woman, like a yeah, morally yeah. relative Wonder Woman just mm-hmm. didn't work the way that they were trying to do these other previous ones. And they were mm-hmm. like, no, we're just going to make her an idealist. And it works. It's perfect. Yeah. And I, yeah. In the 90s, everyone was so uh, critical of comics because mm-hmm. they were trying to sell these alternative brands like yeah, Dark Horse and Image. Comics. Yeah, yeah. And they were trying to like say that these comics weren't relevant because they had something to sell. They were trying to sell their crime comics and mm-hmm. their horror comics. So it was hip and trendy for these younger companies to, to like take a crap on the old guard. Because mm. um, if you're Wildstorm, that's a financially uh, beneficial model to say that your competitor isn't relevant anymore. And this, I, is, this is before Wildstorm was bought by DC. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I, I never, even as a kid, I never bought that. I was always mm. like, oh, you're trying, you're Pepsi saying Coke is crap. And I, and, and I don't believe you. And that's, it's unholy to me because mm. they're, they're trying to just make money, but they're crapping on these ideals of honor and truth and justice in the American way. And yeah. like, it, it's okay to say that your competitor isn't as good as you are, but it's mm. horrible to try to like teach a generation of children not to believe in hope. That's mm. insanity. So I was always a DC kid. Even in the 90s, I believed in those bright primary colors. See, for, for me, it was just the opposite. I was such a, a Marvel guy yeah. when I was a kid and um, Spider-Man more than anything. He's great. Yeah, I, um, X-Men to a point, but like, I think that was just more being a comics fan in the 90s. They just gave you X-Men and were like, you like this. I'm like, oh, okay, I do. Uh, X-Men was another but, place where you could have hope in comics. Yeah, it was well, yeah, definitely. The dream. Definitely. And and right around this time, the early 2000s, I started uh, subscribing to Green Lantern. That was when Kyle Rayner was that uh, Green Lantern. Great Love character. Him. Great Love character. Him. And... Um, at that time, they were kind of freed from all the space cop mythos, and they were kind of able to drill down just into the single character, which mm-hmm. I don't think they did as well as they might have. But that's a issue for another podcast. <laughs> um, and 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 issues like this, it just uh, got me uh, really into these characters, and 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 also I just admire the courage to say like, well, yeah, maybe it's not the what's going to work in every situation, but it's. Yeah, it's just a fantastic character. There's a reason he's the archetype. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, the, he he kind of has to be that morally pure for him to work at all. And people say that Superman is a hard character to write, and maybe that's true, and maybe that's why we get the best stories in comics with Superman. Because if it's a character that's difficult to, it's mm. he says in the book, it's easy to be hateful, it's easy to be spiteful, it's easy to have revenge. It's harder to like access your higher self and, and sort of mm. become what we're meant to be, the men of tomorrow. And that's why I love these stories. This, yeah, I, oh, I love Superman. Superman is great. I mean, that's no, no, no question about that. There's um, oh, when was it? Uh, Paul Dini and Alex Ross did a marvelous series of uh, painted oversized comics, and they yeah. had like Wonder Woman, Spirit of I think it was Spirit of Truth, and they had Superman. Uh, I can't remember what his was was subtitled, and they had like Batman War on Crime. But mm-hmm. there was a a great line. Uh, from Paul Dini where he's like, you know, super strength and, you know, super toughness doesn't mean much if I can't protect the people around uh, me. And mm-hmm. that's uh, it's true of Spider-Man, too. The uh, Superman is such a great cast of characters and things like this. They kind of use Lois as, as an illustration of his conscience. And, yeah. And uh, Jimmy is kind of an illustration of the man on the street and Perry White and... Uh, uh, and his dad or wisdom and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's and, and it, Jack Ryder, which is this dark double. Mm-hmm. He's a reporter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a fantastic issue. And, 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 um, 
I love single issues. I don't know about you. I, 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 I mean, I like a good arc as much as the next guy, but uh, when it can be one and done, when I can read a complete story with a beginning, middle, and an end, yeah. with a, you know, only pay six bucks or whatever and have a complete story, or I like love that. Or $1.95 was it back, back then. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, that's what comics are supposed to be. Like mm. This this was a $2 comic that changed my life. Yeah. I just grabbed off a spinner rack at a, at a drugstore in Illinois, and mm. like I remember just changing the way that I think and, and the way that I write. Like My favorite things to write now, like you said, are, are one-issue comics, because this is oh, what you can do. Yeah. This has as much impact on me as Watchmen. And it, and it's twenty two pages, and that's yeah. insanity. Yeah, it was uh, very good, and 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 DC certainly stood up and take notice. And uh, Joe Kelly, of course, went on to, to to great things. Aside from this, yeah, Joe Kelly and all of the Superman guys of this era used to hang out and swap stories and make sure they're all on theme together. And they they enjoyed their work so much that later on they all went to the X Men together, mm-hmm. and they formed a collective called Man of Action. Yeah, that exists to this day. So it's Joe Kelly. Uh, Joe Casey, Duncan Rillo, and Steve Siegel, they, they are men of action. And they created Ben 10, mm-hmm. which is 10 years in, and it's a $4 billion uh, uh, property. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, uh, has, has had a live action film or two, I yeah, believe. Yeah, and like a million seasons with a million different reboots and stuff. Yeah. And, and they also, they're working on a, the new Mega Man cartoons coming out next year. Oh, they're on man. that and they uh. did the Avengers stuff for Marvel and, and they wrote uh, the X-Men video games, like the, the first ones for PlayStation 2. Oh, like Apocalypse and something Where like that? Where it was like an RPG. Do you remember that? Not a video game guy, but... Yeah, me either. But anyway, they, they wrote the X-Men video games for, starting with PlayStation 2 mm-hmm. on. And like, they're this amazing collective. And if you want to find out where they started, it's the Superman comics of the 90s. Oh, it's been fantastic. We have the, the credits, like you said. Writer, we have two pencilers, six inkers. <laughs> uh, Rob Schwager on colors. The gang at Comicraft on letters. Tom Palmer, assistant editor, Eddie Berganza, editor, all did a fine job. Yeah, you ask me. I heard this funny anecdote um, from from Kelly about from Joe Kelly about uh, Eddie Berganza too, where he like I said when he got the Superman job, uh, Berganza told him that when Superman gets a haircut, it's on the cover of Time magazine. So don't change, don't do anything too crazy because they they've kind of. Uh, cashed in their chips for stuff with Superman recently, like with yeah. the death of Superman and the new costume and like Oh blue yeah, blue Superman. Yeah, there's Superman fatigue. So they're like, don't do anything that changes the status quo. So your job is just to tell like kind of meat and potato ordinary stories. And in that in that like mandate, he told one of the greatest Superman stories ever told. I have this issue in a graphic novel that's DC put out that's mm. that's called like the best Superman stories. And that's really impressive to me. Yeah, and 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 at the time they were going through a whole bunch of changes in the the Superman universe they had like the the Tesseract uh, Fortress of Solitude mm-hmm. that the Brainiac virus had taken over Metropolis and like Metropolis technologically was like a thousand years ahead of anywhere else on earth That's how that's how Y2K yeah. resolved in DC is yeah. that Brainiac invaded the world and yeah. made Metropolis awesome yeah Yeah it, it, it very it, timely it, right Yeah it, and 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 it and it worked mm-hmm. and they it didn't have to uh include everything I mean I don't know I'm babbling at this point but you guys, no, I mean, this era was amazing. Yeah, any, yeah. yeah anyone listening you, who wants to read uh, a, a, a good explanation of, of why we will always love Superman, check this one out. Yeah, so again, this was uh, from March 2001, and it was Action Comics number 775. Yes. Oh, Not a graphic novel, not a standalone, just a random-ass issue you mm, would find on a spinner rack. Not a dream, not an imaginary <laughs> story. Yeah, yeah. It also has a great cover by Tim Bradstreet, who I would love to see just do covers for everything of but he's, Punisher he's, he's yeah Punisher he's well known for doing Hellblazer mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, it's a great cover. Great so Tim, you're an artist, yes, and I'm very fond of your work. No, thank you very uh, much. I remember seeing you at we're at Meltdown Comics recording this. Mm-hmm. So you were in the Power Rangers art show. Yes, I was. So what do you? How did this uh, Superman story affect your career? Well, you know, uh, or Superman in general, that, comic, that, yeah, comics, comics in general. One. You know, I, I I love comics. I I, I consider myself more uh, uh, of an illustrator simply because comics are hard. That's true. <laughs> They're hard very to true. draw. <laughs> um, but I would say the thing that affected me most about this was just just the strength of the storytelling. Sure, it's, sure. it's 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 amazing character work and the 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 half page panels where like the where Superman's scowling or the person the the, the elite ship appears mm-hmm. up in the sky. It uh, you you watched it recently. How much of the how much of the visuals make it through to the Superman versus the Elite? Are there are there uh, many visual callbacks? Not a whole lot. There's a lot of like dialogue callbacks, but it's kind of a different story. But there's still that sense of like uh, the '90s foreboding stuff. And, and you mentioned that you were a Silver Age Superman fan. Oh, which, big guy. Uh, yeah. Your art is very like whimsical and, and fun, and oh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan. So if anybody wants to check it out, it's timmelstead.com, yes, right? Can yes, you spell it for me. Yes, T I M M A L S T E A D. Dot com. Some great work on there. And where can folks Very find much. you like online? Um, just at my on Instagram, um, at my name. Again, Tim Malstead. Uh, With two on, M's. With yes, yes. Two M's because two is better than one. <laughs> uh, yeah, check it out. I'd, I'd love to see your stuff. Like, But Silver Age stuff, I can talk about artistic influences. I'll, have you, I'll, I'll be back day. on for that yeah, next time. Uh, That'd yeah, be like awesome. Kurt Schaffenberger, uh, Kurt Swan, of course. Kurt Swan. And, yeah, any, any of that. Ooh, all Very day. Cool. We'll talk that next time. Man. Yeah. Well, thanks for I coming look forward on. To it. This Thank you for great. having me. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, see you next time, Super Friends. Yeah, see you next time, Super Friends. Ooh, Super Friends with Eric Esquivel.